0: If you're over 40 and want to be the best version
1: of yourself, Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence is here to help. Clarence Ferguson is a seasoned loan officer, fitness expert, personal chef, and entrepreneur who leads a revolution of men and women who want to live their best life going into middle age.
0: Inspiring dialogue, challenging topics, and industry leaders are here offering tips and how-tos to improve your life.
1: Now... Here's Coach Clarence.
2: What's up, everybody? Welcome to Fit Over 40. I'm your host, Coach Clarence, and I have a very wonderful guest. I have followed her on social media for a while, and I really like what she does, and she has a unique, well, I wouldn't say unique, but it's a very realistic way of looking at weight loss. And she has a wonderful story. And I'm going to chop your name up, even though you told me already. Trisha Caniglio.
0: You did not chop it. Yes,
2: I'm good. <laughs> she is a weight release coach. What is a weight release coach?
0: Oh, my gosh. Such a good question. And actually, I say it slower so that it registers with people. I call okay. it I am a weight Release coach. Okay. Okay. And I slow it down like that because weight loss is like anything that you can lose, like your keys. So if really? you lose your keys,
2: <laughs> I wish I lost weight like I've again. lost my keys. That you would can be find awesome. It again, right. On, right. See. I can jump find them <laughs> keys again. Damn. <laughs> I'm going to have to listen and figure out this technique.
0: <laughs> Yet when you release something, you set it free. Sure. Never to be found again. Okay. So I teach people to release weight rather than to lose weight okay so my name my title is weight release coach
2: okay so um let's talk about that a little bit how does one you know obviously you want people to use your services you don't have to go too far into but give me some gems uh let's talk about emotional eating and sabotage
0: So what's interesting about talking about emotional eating and sabotage is that for the longest time, I didn't even want to say it because I was afraid that I would chase people off, people who didn't believe that emotional eating was a thing or that self sabotage in, re- in relation to weight loss was a thing. And what I know now is that people I would chase off are the ones who aren't in my direct audience. Mm-hmm. So emotional eating is something that we do as a way to feel comforted or to feel better. So our brain is magnificent. Our brain tells us not to touch hot stoves, right? We don't do that again. Unpleasant trees. It teaches us to avoid unpleasant trees and teaches us to seek out things that are good, that are happy, that make us feel fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And it also releases chemicals. So our brain, the wonderful mechanism that it is, releases dopamine, endorphins, so the happy chemicals. And when we eat, it's a quick and easy way to get that chemical hit in the background and be comforted. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: So when we are bored, frustrated, stressed, overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. we reach for food. So when, when we're reaching for food, for comfort, it's out of emotion. We're fulfilling an emotion.
2: Very good. So, um, let's talk about your journey. How did you get to this point where you got to the point where, Hey, I want to show people that these are normal things and here's how you can deal with them.
0: So I have my, my personal journey. And at the time that I started overeating, that I started avoiding and I started self-sabotaging, I was in a toxic relationship and I was unhappy at work and I was losing the ability to work out. And at that point, I was kind of a gym junkie. Mm -hmm. So losing the ability to work out was stressful and it was making me unhappy. Yet at the same time, I was a silver lining kind of person. I was always looking for the good in things. And I was always looking to find the ways that I was still blessed, excuse me, because after all I have a lot of things to be grateful for. So during the time that I started overeating, I didn't realize that what I was doing was avoiding. I didn't realize that I was avoiding the unpleasantries and being unhappy. Yeah. So I went through a lot of years of not knowing how in the heck I got there, how in the world could I be so weak? And I went through all the cycles, the shame and the guilt, and then the negotiating. I would promise myself that tomorrow I'll be better, tomorrow I'll eat on plan, tomorrow I'll work out. But what I ended up doing was depriving. Tomorrow would come after a whole day of overeating slash binge eating, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and I would deprive or I would work out a grueling workout. So I basically, I basically was you punishing myself yourself, yeah, yeah.
2: for when you overate yeah. or ate too much of something. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. All right. Um, let's talk about, uh, this is something that you you've talked about in several of your live videos. Um, you had uh, breast implants and you removed them. Why did you remove them?
0: I had them removed for medical reasons. I was having a variety of medical issues happening and once I started to discover that breast implant illness was even a thing, uh, first of all, I ignored it. The first time I heard about it, I ignored it because I didn't want to get rid of my implants and it got to a point that I couldn't ignore it. Mm -hmm. So finally I did my due diligence and I researched the things that could happen as well as things that have happened to other women. And things that improved or disappeared medically for women after having them removed. Mm. So I did some research, um, found some chemists and some scientists who actually researched the complications, made the decision, had them removed. And that has been the catalyst of a whole lot of new changes in my life over the last year.
1: Okay.
2: So I've never heard of that. Um, And I I don't remember exactly. I remember you talking about it, but you didn't get into the why. Um, I thought it was more of like a self-esteem thing, the way I was listening to it. Um, Mm -hmm. So give me some examples of some of the medical issues you had when you had your implants.
0: So I was having chronic headaches and migraines, joint pain. Um, I actually developed anxiety. Hmm. And here's something that's really personal. I started to stink.
2: Ooh. <laughs> I should probably have mine. <laughs> you should. You should
0: have yeah, I started to stink, and I, I was always a sweater, but not a stinker. Okay. And so... <laughs> so were you just,
2: like, in the gym one day, and you were like, who the hell is that? And I you're was like, at the that's lake. me. I
0: was at the lake. And so I'm around hordes of people, and I'm like, what in the actual fuck?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so from that moment forward, I always brought, like, wipes with me, and I brought deodorant and I brought um uh mist yeah like body spray yeah and no matter what I and I always showered before I went and after I went but by the time the end of the day rolled around I would smell
2: wow <laughs> I just, this is fascinating <laughs> I've never I've never heard of this this yeah. is insane
0: well I didn't know that that's what it was until after I had him removed when I smelled again
2: and you well and you noticed it instantly I was like
0: what So I went to, I'm on a forum with other women who've had breast implants and discovered that it's a thing. That's actually one of the symptoms. Wow. Starting to have an odor after having them removed or after having them uh, implanted.
2: Wow. That's fascinating. So what kind of feedback have you gotten from women who know that you've had them removed? Did you get any pushback or were they very supportive?
0: Yeah. I started to even censor what I said to who. Because some people think it's a personal choice. Mm-hmm. And if I had a choice, I would have kept them. I loved the way they looked. Now, you mentioned something about self-esteem. And having them removed actually helped me build my self-esteem. Yeah. But backing up to the original question of, have I gotten pushback or support? Now, there are a lot more people who are familiar with it. And it's becoming a lot more known. Uh-huh. So there definitely are some people who are supportive. And there are some women who went through this journey before I did Mm -hmm. and I leaned on them, Okay, but there are people who aren't familiar with it and think that it just sounds ludicrous. So I found myself censoring and being careful about what I said to who. And finally I'm like, I, I'm not psychotic. I'm not like a mental case and I'm not looking for, um, any sort of recognition. I'm not doing this for any of that. So now I don't say that it's a choice that all people will make yet. At the same time, everything that's happened has been real and true.
2: Okay. And um, did you lose some friendships because of behind it? No, no. Everybody's pretty much kept the same circle. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. So do you talk about this in your coaching? Like, do you bring this up as like a way to address people's issues?
0: I bring it up when we talk about limiting beliefs, because looking back to when I got them compared to when I had them removed. Mm -hmm. So a few minutes ago, I said that this last year has been the best thing that's ever happened to me in reference to self-esteem. I didn't realize that I had a layer of limiting beliefs in regard to my self image until I had those bad boys removed. And once they were removed, I felt disfigured and I felt dismembered. And so I had a wonderful opportunity to really re-examine my own level of self-esteem and my own limiting beliefs in reference to like what women's breasts should look like. Mm -hmm. So yes, in the blueprint, even though it's about releasing weight, it still has relevance because my reasoning and getting the implants was based on limiting beliefs and Mm -hmm. was based on a reduced level of self-esteem that I didn't even know I had.
2: Yeah. It's fascinating. All right. So that is something that i i you know watched your video and i was really like kind of intrigued by it. and you did a funny video you were like turning sideways like push pushing your stomach out and pushing it in and you were talking about you never noticed that you had a belly cuz you got your implants removed so which I thought was hilarious. Cause you don't, you don't have a real I mean, you have, I don't even think you have a belly. Like it's nothing, but it's all perspective, I guess. But that was hilarious. Watching you turn sideways and stick it out and go, I just noticed this. <laughs> like where was this belly hiding? Um, so tell me, um, what do you think in your, you know, you've been doing this for a while. And first of all, what got you into wanting to be a weight release coach?
0: So I have a long history of my own up and down with weight loss. I lost weight in my twenties and I made a decision at that point, never to gain weight again. Yet what I didn't realize is when I made that decision, I was doing it appearance based, Mm -hmm. not health based.
2: Right. Most, both people do.
0: Most people do. So I made that decision. I used the perfect meal plan and I'm going to air quote the perfect meal plan, the perfect workout plan. And I continued on that track. And so I started other helping other people to lose weight. And then I started seeing a trend In they would follow the perfect meal plan. They would follow the perfect workout plan, but on the weekends they'd fall off mm-hmm. and they would start eating all the damn things. And I'm like, what in the hell is wrong with you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And at that time I was using what I called motivation and discipline to muscle my way through it. And I hadn't yet become an emotional eater yet. So I didn't fully understand it. And it wasn't until I started emotionally eating that I realized it's not the perfect meal plan and it's not the perfect workout plan. Mm -hmm. So for those of us who lose weight and either struggle to keep it off or struggle to lose weight to begin with, Mm We're not the ones who need the perfect meal plan or the perfect workout plan. We're the ones who need to pull back the layers and figure out what the hell is actually going on in our subconscious and get rid of those damn limiting beliefs. Yeah.
2: Interesting. Limiting beliefs. So how, how much of a factor do you think those limiting beliefs are when you say limiting beliefs? So let's say I said to you, okay, Trisha, I want to lose weight. Would you say, what are some of your limiting beliefs or how would you get to my limiting beliefs?
0: Most people don't even know they have limiting beliefs.
2: So I'll never I, be anything.
0: I'll never, I'll, I'll never, never lose never weight. Be yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm just ugly. <laughs> damn it.
0: <laughs> I'm hide- I've had people say I'm hideous. Yeah. And I looked at myself and thought I was hideous. Uh-huh. I've looked at myself and thought I had a damn gut. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so funny. <laughs>
2: I was laughing watching that. That's crazy. And so, um, so, part of your coaching is you help people recognize, and then once they recognize the limiting belief, how do you get them to switch? Because that's huge. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago about yeah. people's self-talk, yeah, negative self-talk.
0: Well, so my background is health psychology and also neurolinguistics. Mm-hmm. So, what I do is I I start with the basics. Mm-hmm. I start by teaching healthy eating habits. And healthy physical activity. And and usually it's physical activity by way of things you like, rather than saying, get your ass to the gym. Okay. Because nine times out of ten, you're not going to go to the gym unless you love being at the gym. Unless you
2: like going to the gym already. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so we start with the things that are necessary for scientific weight loss. Scientifically, it's calories in, calories out. Sure. We start with the basics. Then we start incorporating um, daily activities. Mm -hmm. And we pick a handful of activities: one that you'll do daily, one that you'll do weekly, one that you'll do monthly, and then you get a self-care activity. So, what we do is we start incorporating things that you really like. And guess what? This does it boosts your happy chemicals. Yeah. So we start by doing what you need to do without knowing that that's what you need to do. Okay. So we start with kind of the basics, and these are things that we get taught in day-to-day activities, right? Day-to-day teachings and um, working out and health, etc. So we start with the things that are believable for mainstream and then we start getting into things like what you love about yourself. Uh And then we start doing things that boost and support self-esteem that boost and support uh, ways of self-care and subliminal messages that you're fucking worthy.
1: Uh, So we,
0: we, we do it one layer at a time before we boom, pop you into what are your limiting beliefs?
1: Gotcha.
2: Gotcha. (laughs) Okay. Um, why do you think people who've lost weight multiple times and know how to do it? Why do you think they keep going through that cycle that we, some people call it the dieting cycle, the yo-yo diets just on and off. What do you think that is about?
0: Yeah. So what that is about is going back to old eating behaviors. So typically when people lose weight, they do something that's out of their norm. Yeah. So they have, and I'm going to air quote a diet Yeah. because to me, a diet is what I do every day. And mm-hmm. when you go to the doctor, they ask about your diet That's what you normally eat. But when we talk about the diet culture, it's about what are you doing to lose weight? So that tells me that you're doing something temporary that's out of your norm. So when people lose the weight, they're doing something temporary out of their norm. Mm -hmm. They lose the weight and then they go back to their old behaviors and their old habits. And the question is why? Mm -hmm. Why do they go back to their old behaviors and old habits? That's because there's likely something in life that they've been avoiding Yes. And their old foods likely give them a higher hit of chemicals. So fattier foods, richer foods. Yummy. Higher, yummier. <laughs> higher <in calories laughs> yes. <than
1: there>.
0: <laughs> it's an acquired taste to right. eat. Broccoli and quinoa.
2: don't think i'm ever gonna get the quinoa it it tastes good but i don't know if i go i can't wait to get that quinoa (laughs) not like a steak or some fish or something like not not broccoli i actually like broccoli though
0: why don't you put the broccoli and the steak into your quinoa
2: that's fine no i'm not saying i won't do it i'm just saying like (laughs) the average person when you say quinoa they don't don't go man i'm gonna really like this plant It's like, can we get pizza in there? One of the things I talk about in my coach's circle, and I consider you one of my coaches, and by the way, you need to chime in more in the group because you have good information. Um, you got it. We talk about people's relationship to food. So it's either negative or it's positive, and sometimes it's uh, trauma-related. Re- so um, how do you approach that in your coaching when you deal with people's relationship with food? Like you said, Uh-oh. quinoa, ugh you know pizza yeah ice cream yeah you know rice you know that's how some (laughs) people look at food you know
0: (laughs) so there's so many things that i want to say about just that small sentence and i love that you said trauma because studies show that the greater the trauma and specifically childhood trauma right the greater the trauma the greater the emotional eating the greater the overeating the greater the person's issue is with obesity. And so we can, we can talk about that topic as well, but let's back up for a minute about the foods. So I actually, I provide a meal plan to people in my, my blueprint. Mm -hmm. It comes with the blueprint Mm -hmm. and it has things like nachos Yum. And and I spaghetti. I need you to be my coach. That's I it. I like spaghetti. So it's like it, but think about this. What's wrong with spaghetti?
2: Nothing. I love spaghetti. What's wrong with it? Nothing. And
0: spaghetti. what's wrong with nachos? Nothing. So so you
2: didn't mention tacos on Tacos. What's
0: wrong with tacos? Nothing. Let's actually dissect a taco. I think that's a
2: superfood in <laughs> it is. my opinion.
0: It nachos. is. You could actually you could lose weight eating tacos. Absolutely. <laughs> It's a staple. (laughs) Have you seen my posts about losing weight on Twinkies and Nutty Bars? Yes,
2: I have. I do follow you.
0: Okay. I don't recommend it (laughs) because it's it's probably not the (laughs)
2: healthiest thing, but you could do it. You
0: could do it. It's like
2: the supersize me guy.
0: Yeah, that's that's exactly right. So if you think about a taco, you've got your carbs, Mm -hmm. you've got the meat, and you have probably some type of cabbage. So there's your veggie. Sure. And then you have salsa. But where we start getting into trouble is the cheeses, mm-hmm. the excessive amounts of sour cream. And, and I say still have a little bit of sour cream if you want it. The excessive sour cream, the excessive cheese, the excessive guacamole. And, and I'm going to pause. Guac, avocado is a healthy fat, yet it is higher.
2: It's easier to overdo it. It's
0: easier to overdo mm-hmm. it. So I subscribe to tacos and I include this stuff in the meal plans. Mm-hmm. Yet most people don't even follow The meal plan. And I truly don't care Mm
1: -hmm.
0: what your meal plan is. You could eat whatever the F you want. You could eat Twinkies and Nutty Bars. And I don't, again, I don't subscribe to that. But my main focus isn't what would be the focus of, say, nutritionist where they're going to focus on the foods you eat. Yeah. I'm going to focus on being healthy 80% of the time and enjoying ice cream and uh, cheesecake in moderation 20% Mm -hmm. of the time. Yeah. In my real life, I eat healthy 90 to 95% of the time. Sure. And I, I have the indulgences about five to 10% of the time and alcohol is included in
1: indulgences.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like
2: it. See, I, I like the way you, because more people will be attracted to that way of getting healthy. It's, I really believe it's that relationship with food and how you see it. If you look at good or bad, because people will text me in the middle of the night, I ate chocolate cake. I'm like, okay, go back to bed and get up and eat something different. It's that simple. Like people, but people like, like, you know, Easter isn't really a big food holiday. But if you think of what's coming up in May, there's some big summer holidays. People be barbecuing and they literally start sabotaging themselves. I'm going to eat. Barbecue and get fat, but think about what you just said. At a barbecue, there's protein. You can get a salad. You can get some kind of veggies, and you're rocking and rolling. You don't look like the oddball out, you know. Bringing your own salad to a barbecue, you know,
0: that's not realistic.
2: Exactly. The thing about weight loss is really, is it sustainable?
0: Well, let's actually let's go a layer deeper. So this is a perfect opportunity to go a layer deeper. And what we're talking about right now is where people are focusing on and prioritizing food. So it's like, when do you start thinking about food? When I fucking wake up. Mm-hmm. And when do you start planning your meals? When I fucking wake up. Yep. I'm thinking about my next meal at my current meal.
1: Right.
0: I'm thinking about next week's barbecue. Like, what the fuck am I going to eat at next week's barbecue today? Why is there that much priority on food? Why do you care so much about food? And below that is because you struggle with food. Now, when you're struggling with food, what if we, we twist it a little bit? What if we put a little bit of a twist on it?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you get to choose you or chimichanga.
2: Oh, chimichanga wins. You're going like, to choose the ain't chimichanga. Worth a
1: quarter. Right? You ain't worth <laughs> a
2: quarter. That but, right? It's going to be delicious right? and fill me up. <laughs> right?
0: So the point of this example is that the chimichanga wins every damn time. And why is food more important than you. Why is the value on the food and your whole thinking process on food higher than your thinking process on yourself? Mm -hmm. So that's the next thing we get into. So that's the next deepest layer is thoughts and feelings. Sure. So think about, and you already know this thoughts produce a feeling, right? right? And your feeling produces what?
2: A reaction and emotion it makes you do something. Yeah,
0: actions and behaviors. Mm-hmm. So, if you think I'll never lose weight, let's start with the thought: I'll never lose weight. The feeling is what?
2: Dismay. Ha- very half-ass effort yeah. into it.
0: Defeated. Yeah, or you I've
2: tried it to- before and it hasn't worked, or I just bounce back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so what's your your action going to be?
2: I'm just going to eat this sh- <laughs> shitty food the, since it's been working for me all this time to justify what I already think about it. Yeah. <laughs> so. so
0: guess what your thought is? I'll mm-hmm. never lose weight. Yeah. That's your limiting belief. Right. Boom. So, So see how we walked through... This, these are the stages that I actually walk people through with the blueprint. Yeah. Now, we don't do it all in one conversation. Sure. It's, it's too much to put into one conversation, but you're yeah. already in a different stage. Mm-hmm. And for our listeners, I think it probably is a good a good example of how we walk through this. Yeah. But nobody walks through life thinking that I'll never lose weight is a limiting belief. They think it's fucking fact.
2: Right. It's very true.
0: That's
2: what we think. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I want to take a quick break and then we come back, I want to talk about your 12 week blueprint to losing weight permanently. And uh, we'll go from there. Hey there, are you really ready to build a better body and create the energy to show up for your life? Schedule a free strategy call. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching with Fit Over 40, our introductory strategy call is the opportunity to discuss where you currently are and where you want to go and how to overcome the roadblocks keeping you from getting there. If we agree that Fit Over 40 is right for you and you're really, really ready to make a change, then we'll discuss the next steps required to work together book your complimentary 45-minute strategy session with me. This call is all about you and developing a realistic, individualized action plan to help you make powerful, long-term change in your life. We'll look at where you are, where you want to go, and how to overcome the roadblocks keeping you from getting there. Go to book30withcoach.com. That's book30withcoach.com. We are back. We're having a good time here, Trisha Caniglio. We're talking about losing weight. We're talking about people's relationship with food. Um, we talked about boobs. What else have we talked about? <laughs> oh, let's talk about mode. Oh, mode. Yeah, and then I'll have you go back into your program.
0: So it's interesting because this topic came up while well, talking with your producer. Not for a second did I think it was something we would talk about, but it's changed the way I eat. Okay. So a little bit ago, I said that at this stage of life, I eat about 90 to 95% clean and five to 10% indulgences. And the increase from 80% to 90, 95% is actually mold related. So after I had my implants removed, um, my toxin doctor was doing an environmental test on me to see the burden that my body was, was enduring in addition to the chemicals from the implants. Mm -hmm. And we discovered that I have mold toxicity and not from environment. It was from food.
2: Really? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So now normal bodies, we we get exposed to mold all the time and our normal bodies will fight Fight it off. off, Yeah. Yeah. Um, But with having environmental issues, as well as the chemicals from the implants, my body wasn't doing what it would normally be doing or what it's supposed to be doing. So what I discovered is that we can feed mold. So I was feeding it with certain foods, mm. which meant I had to eliminate certain foods. Yes. So I had to change what I was doing so that I wouldn't continue feeding the damn mold.
2: Now, you mentioned the term clean eating. Um, there's this funny meme that <laughs> floats around, you've probably seen it, and it's this Mexican guy, and he's in the shower eating, and he says, my trainer told me to eat clean. <laughs> what does clean mean to you?
0: I love this topic, because today it's different <laughs> right. than what it used to be. Right, Clean, to me, means eating whole foods, something that grew, that was not processed. Okay. So Twinkies, Netty Bars, McDonald's... <laughs> Not clean chemicals and processed.
2: What if you wash them first? You can that, wash them. Will that help? They're,
0: they're still going to be. You can put a hamburger, a McDonald's hamburger on your desk and guess what happens in 10 years? It'll
2: still be there waiting for you to eat it. <laughs> <laughs> the price may have went up, but it's still yeah, right, the
0: same. Right,
2: <laughs> more. <Gossamore. laughs> All right. So tell everybody about your 12 uh, week blueprint.
0: Yeah. I really love this blueprint because like I said a moment ago, it doesn't focus on food. Mm-hmm. I don't really care. I mean, I care what sure. food you eat, yet that's not the topic of our conversations. I'll teach you the basics and the first week and that's it. And we can, you know, discuss things in between, but what we really focus on then are doing activities, engaging in activities that you want to be doing yet aren't doing mm-hmm. maybe facials. I actually, I just had a facial yesterday. Mm-hmm. For the first time in years, my normal go to is massages. Yeah. But how nice to incorporate things I haven't been doing. So that's what we focus on in the blueprint doing things that are going to support a foundation to send subliminal messages to you that you're worthy. Mm. And this increases your self esteem and your self worth. So we start with these small little steps and start combining it into peeling back layers, Mm -hmm. um, discovering what triggers you to eat how to identify when the trigger is coming, so the awareness surrounding the triggers, how to disrupt the pattern. So when you are triggered to go eat ice cream or chocolate cake in the middle of the night, how to disrupt that pattern and create a new behavior. Mm -hmm. So we walk through each of these steps to start with a foundation and then build one layer at a time and then uncover the limiting belief that caused it.
2: Gotcha. So you mentioned being in a toxic relationship. Was the relationship toxic because there was pressure to look a certain way? Or is it just toxic because it was just a bad
1: relationship?
0: It was just a bad relationship. It, it wasn't any sort of pressure to look a certain way. At that stage of life, I already looked a certain way because mm. I put that own pressure on myself. Yeah. Um, so it was just not a good relationship.
2: Gotcha, gotcha. Um, and how did you do So you dealt with that through food. That was your place you would go to to feel better you would eat certain way and, yeah and that would just make you feel better and you finally attribute it to some external things but a lot of it's also internal as well
0: all internal
2: yeah mm-hmm.
0: it was all internal
2: mm-hmm. um so someone coming to uh talk to you about their not necessarily their way maybe they just like how you present yourself a lot of people who come to me don't initially start off with "I want to lose weight." I want to. Sometimes you say, like, "I just like your vibe," and then, okay. which there's their back end way of, "Well, okay, now that I'm here, okay, I really need to lose some weight, or I need to get stronger." Because people come to you for different reasons. It isn't always weight mm-hmm. release. It could be maybe some people want to gain weight, and their nutrition is a huge part of that. Um, how? What is the process from A to Z from someone meeting you to now their client? And is it digital? Is it online? Is it in person? How do you work?
0: It's been a combination of both. It's been a combination of both. Because, you know, at the end, we reframe the limiting beliefs into serving beliefs. So we create um, serving beliefs and thought processes and systems. So the way that people come to me are through social media, through Mm -hmm. referrals, through talking about it in interviews and events like this. Mm
2: So I saw you in. you were in some restaurant. You were, that's, can you you keep putting those up? What is that? What was that? Was that an event or were you just asked to get up and kind of talk about yourself a little bit?
0: That was a networking event.
2: Is that the one you tell me about? Yes. Yeah, okay.
0: And so what's funny about that, I still crack up about that, is that what happened is the person who facilitates that asked me if I would speak. Mm-hmm. And any time that people speak, it's about their business, it's about what they do. Right. And to me, there's, there's more backstory about what I do that starts with me. So mm-hmm. that's why I started it off talking about me, how I got involved, and then into what I do. Gotcha. At a restaurant.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what Did you notice people were watching to see what you were eating? Like after you had that talk, now you're like pressure. Oh, I'll take the salad and a really dry piece of chicken. Don't be, make sure there's nothing on it. <laughs> uh, you know what's funny? I run into people in the store all the time. And the they, first thing they do is look at my cart. And then I'm, yeah. what's in there is in there. And they yeah. go, yeah, I eat that. What's wrong yeah. with that? And then yeah. they go, oh, okay. And then they open up. All right, man. Yeah, because it's like, dude, I'm not worried about it's, it. My relationship with food is very good. It has been unhealthy. Like you, I used to be an athlete and um, I dealt with, issues too with food that's just what we because when you're a kid you know what do we do our kids if you get good if you behave we'll give you ice cream mm-hmm. if you do this you get this or like my mom make sure you my mom would give us cod liver oil <laughs> i don't think that relationship is ever going to get good ah but she was like a nurse and she had all these wives tells and stuff that she would do but um yeah we'd have to eat our vegetables and then we learned the throwaway technique where we eat and she wasn't looking Curl it to the Give dog. To the, dog. <laughs> the dog was probably healthier, healthier than us, because he was eating all the veggies we didn't want to eat. Now, I, like love veggies, I tell people eat veg. You should be eating veggies all the time. So, um, if people want to get in contact with you, where can they find you? And you know, bug you on social media. Where can they find you?
0: It's interesting because. I spend so much more time on social media now yeah. than I used to because I'm answering questions, <laughs> questions Yes, in the inbox right. or responding. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. So
0: I check it more frequently now <laughs> and that's a really good way to get in contact with me. So mm-hmm. on my Facebook, it's just my name, Tricia Caniglio mm-hmm. and on Instagram it's TC fit lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So we start out that way and sometimes I have to screen
2: yeah, because some people really don't want to. They want to release maybe another person to get to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way in. I really need to lose weight. Wink, wink. Yeah.
0: yeah so so sometimes I give out my number uh, like I do in the networking events. Sure. Yet in in this setting, I reserve my number for absolutely. Nick I get for that have legit convos.
2: Yeah, I get it. as a woman, you have to kind of have some some barriers of protection. All right, so I always ask everybody this question, especially as my first time talking to you. What is your goal for two thousand twenty two? How would this be a successful year for you? If, if we're kind of foreshadowing to December, what would you like to look back and go? I did this. Oh, See, I'm then this crazy. is my accountability for you. <laughs>
0: I love this because many times in my life, it's been career slash goal oriented, like something physical that you could see. Mm-hmm. And for this year, it's connection. Okay. It's connection by way of authenticity and vulnerability. So I'm sharing things like being smelly.
2: <laughs> I know now I'm going to look at you and be like, does she stink right now? <laughs> That'll be our hashtag. We see each other.
0: And you know, truly, that's a TMI thing. Like nobody really needs to know. But it's important
2: because that's your body telling you something. My body was telling you. I mean, we all stink, we sweat, but there's, damn, like halitosis. You know, there's something going wrong. Telling
1: me
0: something, yeah. Yeah. And but I was I was 28 years old, so I wasn't putting the implant. I wasn't. It was like a couple of months after the implant, so I wasn't connecting those dots. Yeah. So for me. My goal this year literally is connection. It's vulnerability, authenticity. And if we back up a minute about even getting implants in the first place, I wasn't being vulnerable or authentic by keeping my small little boobs, by keeping my physical appearance with who I am naturally. So when I got them removed, I was able to really embrace yeah. authenticity and vulnerability. And there's more to it that I didn't discover until peeling back that layer. Yeah. So that's what it is for me this year.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think you need to do more side videos. More you're side
1: videos? You turning sideways,
2: that is the best. I was
1: going to just do one the other day. <laughs> that
2: is the best. I'll Actually, I'll when I see one. you, I go. go, I got to see if she turns sideways. I laughed that. and rewound that video like, so it's many times. Right? Yeah, because you're like, I have a stomach. I'm like, where's her? Oh <laughs> my God, this woman doesn't have a gut. Anyway.
0: And I turn around and I have abs.
1: Right. <laughs>
2: that's hilarious all right trisha i appreciate you coming on and um i know you're gonna change a lot of people's lives and that's what we're all about at fit over 40 because all of us are going to be over 40 and we're trying to be healthy wealthy and wise so um anything else you'd like to share before we sign off
0: i'm so grateful to be here i'm grateful that, that we, you're here i love that we talked about trauma limiting beliefs overcoming limiting beliefs sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, because
2: people think when we talk about like this topic, whatever Laura comes up with, because she's the brains behind all this. I'm just the robot. Yeah. I will not, this is my limiting belief of myself. (laughs) To give her credit is like the worst thing. How can I release my thoughts about Laura? (laughs) Do you have any coaching on that? No. Um, But when we come up with these topics, I think people actually tune in to see if you're going to give some magic diet. Every person who's Mm fit, like when, um, Um, Kim was in here. People think we're going to talk about diets and we're really just talking about what our minds are doing, what, how we approach this stuff. So anyway, this is refreshing. And that's why I wanted you to be on because I really like what you do. And like I said, engage in the group, you know, sometimes they get sick of me throwing stuff at them. So help out. There's plenty of people we can all affect. So I'm never one of those people that's like, Oh, I got to keep all these secrets to myself. No, it's not like that.
0: They're not secrets.
2: They're not. But They're to some secrets. people, there are. You'd be surprised the layers of years of bullshit that people believe that you got to unpeel. Like you said, I like that word, peeling back the layers. Yeah,
0: because so. you don't just jump in and say, what are your limiting beliefs? They don't even know half the time.
2: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Thank you All so right.
2: Much. No problem. All right, folks, I will see you next week. Fit over 40. Thanks for tuning in to Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. You can follow me on all platforms where you get your podcasts. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just type in Fit Over 40 with Coach Clarence. You can also find me on YouTube at Coach Clarence TV. Like and subscribe so that you get all the videos as soon as we drop them. And last but not
1: least, remember the golden rule. If you can't be good, be good at it.